Jeremiah lamenting Jerusalem's destruction, Rembrandt. Jeremiah 1 4-19. One of the most rewarding ministries I've had in my short tenure as a priest, is that of Russia, where you receive adults seeking baptism or full communion with the Catholic Church. To hear the stories of people, and the amazing intervention of God's grace in such different lives, in the most unexpected ways, was always moving. One of these was a young girl, Mary, her baptismal name, I had the privilege of receiving into the church. She was very accomplished in her career, but a life, at the same time deeply touched by suffering. Within her pain, she had started seeking answers, as a teenager, not even sure that God existed. That search, through the great writers like Tolstoy and philosophers like Nietzsche and Simone Weil, and the stories of people she would coincidentally meet, would finally lead her to pray, asking God to reveal Himself, if He was there. It would later lead her to seek baptism in the Catholic Church. She remarked that as she looked back, she could see that God whom she hadn't even been sure existed for a lot of her life, had always been present to her, especially in her times of distress. God, as she noted, had watched over her heart, and He does, of all people. He would bring justice, and this was the reason for hope. I'm thinking of her today as, we meet Jeremiah, sometimes called the weeping prophet in the Bible. His lot was not easy. Jeremiah's call involved telling his people, that they were going into exile, when everything seemed to be going fine. The Babylonians were going to invade the land, defeat them and take them to their own land, like slaves. And he would spend around 40 years, carrying out his ministry. Naturally, he was not very popular and can be seen in his call, he is set against everyone. Everywhere he went, he would find that the people were plotting against him. Can you imagine how it would feel if you everyone turned against you where you studied or worked? Everywhere you went you could see them whispering about you. And for doing something right? How would we find it if we were always misunderstood? That was Jeremiah. What he had was the truth and it would have saved the people, even though it was unpopular. He would be attacked by a mob at one point. That is always terrifying to be caught in the hands of a violent mob. He would be whipped and thrown into a dry well, and left to die once, for preaching it. Even the king would threaten him with punishment. He had to carry the weight of this message that was already painful, but even more that his voice wasn't heard. Jeremiah's was a very lonely life. He was alone in what he knew would happen to his own city and people. He had no friends and no one to support him, except God. No one would choose a life like Jeremiah's for themselves. But life is not always something we can choose. Often, it happens to us. And many times, our suffering, when we have no context for it, can leave us broken and in despair. Jeremiah's life had a lot of pain. In some ways it was a failure. No one listened to him. But God wove all that into something amazing. Jeremiah was not broken, because he knew that from the beginning, it was God who had called him. God knew him from his mother's womb. And he had promised to be with him whatever might happen. He would never abandon him. And it is in God's calling, his purpose for his life that Jeremiah, find his meaning and fulfillment for his life. Our lives are not a string of random events, much as Richard Dawkins might try to convince us. The worst thing is when we suffer and there seems no meaning or sense to our suffering. No, we have been loved into existence. This is what Mary discovered in her journey. The one who formed us, knew us, even before our parents. And he has called us for his own purpose. It is in this that our lives can find their deepest meaning. It is in this that we can find ourselves. We speak a lot today about being our true self and realizing our potential and so on. We will never find this fully, as long as we are simply seeking our own pursuits and our lives are simply about ourselves. At best, our lives remain limited, and possibly a bit boring. For Jeremiah, his life was not about him, not about his family, not even about Israel, it was about the nations, and God's plan for them. 
Today, His voice still sounds across the nations. God has called and chosen us. The irrevocable sign of that is our baptism and confirmation. There God revealed that He knew us and has a plan for us. This is a plan of love. And it is always much bigger than ourselves. In baptism, He gives us His Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit who led Israel in the wilderness in the pillar of fire. He will be with us and lead us through the wilderness of our lives. To hand the reins of our lives to God can be frightening, but it needn't be so, if we know that God loves us. Ask God today, what His plan for you is, ask Him to lead you according to His will. The life God promises us is not necessarily one of comfort, but as Pope Benedict used to say often, the world offers you comfort, but you were not created for comfort, you were created for greatness. (laughs) 